Welcome to Run 12-1 Podcast. I'm your host, Pastor Justin Gowen. Well, this is Pastor Justin again with Run 12-1 Podcast, and we're going to continue. We're going to jump back into our episode called Knowing Our Enemy. And um, I know we took a break for about two episodes to kind of talk about some of the morning devotions that I was walking through in my own time with God in the book of Joshua and learning some different things about leadership and learning about sin in the camp and all that type of stuff. But this week, we're back into Knowing Our Enemy. And just kind of like a brief update, this is important as Christians and not just as Christians, but every area. So not just as Christians, as our walk with Christ, which is actually in every area of our life. Hence the reason why I just kind of went back and said that. Um, this is maybe not your job. Um, this is in the sports world. This is in, um, in, in even our own military forces um, and business, knowing what you're up against or knowing your enemy or knowing your opponent. Um, if you can better understand who you are going up against, you are better at being able to maneuver around the tactics. Um, my younger brother was a great wrestler. I wrestled, um, not even really wrestled the wrestlers basically, and um, was not really good at it. Plus, it was fell on a couple different sports that I like to play. But I know the wrestlers; they do their study of their opponents, and they also want to make sure that they're ready, that so they can have their tactics to kind of maneuver around their opponent. And again, this isn't every single sport. You talk about the greatest quarterbacks to ever live that were able to look at uh, kind of cameras or TVs or films of previous games against their opponent, and they would study the defense, the quarterbacks will. So when they went up against them, they could better understand when the defense shift, what, what they were in, and vice versa. The defense would also study the offense, who they were going up against, and also the quarterback. Well, we have an enemy. We have an opponent. The Bible is not silent about who he is. Sorry, that's my dog in the background um, page. His name is Satan. He is known by many different other names. The prince of the power of the air, our adversary, a liar, um, the Antichrist. There's multiple different names or adjectives used in Scripture concerning our enemy. We predominantly use the word Satan or devil or Lucifer, and we know these terms from Isaiah chapter 14, the great uh, I wills kind of um, explaining starting in chapter 14, verse 12 and on. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? And we learned about his I will statements that he was, I will ascend. I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will sit on the mount. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high God. And then also kind of parallel, we learned a little bit more about who he was in Ezekiel chapter number 28. And so you can go back and listen to the podcast. And I encourage you to jump in those chapters. That is Isaiah chapter 14, starting in verse 12. And then also in Ezekiel chapter 28. Um, as well, starting kind of in verse 12 of that chapter. Um, but we're not just facing Satan. Satan had a, a third of the angel host fall with him. And we learn this in Paul's chapter 6 of it, to, the, to his letter of uh, Ephesus, or to his letter to, to the Ephesian church, where he says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, uh, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So it's not just Satan. Satan also has a team to which he operates with. 
Um, Satan is not omnipresent. He's not able to be everywhere present as our God is. However, he has a host of demon forces and a spirit world that we cannot see, but then tempts the human world to also get those individuals on his team. His team is massive. Our opponent is massive. Please understand that. And it's not to scare you, because if you're a Christian, (laughs) dear friend, I've cheated. I read the last book of the Bible. We win. We've already won. Jesus has defeated the grave. He silenced silenced death on our behalf, on your behalf. So praise God. However, we still face our opponent and his principalities and his powers. And so this week, we're going to look at his target, one of his main targets. We're going to look at his tactic and then kind of break that down just briefly. So his main target to which he uses or not to which he uses, rather that he goes at for you and I is our minds. And we see this in a couple of different places in scripture, but especially in second Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse three. And let me flip there real quick. And he says this, but Paul's kind of giving a wedding talk. He starts with to God in verse one, you could bear with me a little in my folly and Indeed, bear with me, for I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as, as, as chastity, virgin to Christ. And then he says in verse 3, But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. So Paul is kind of understanding this kind of marriage talk, this wedding talk, as he as he married through the gospel, sharing the gospel to this church at Corinth and many other Christians outside of Corinth, and how he married basically us to Christ by sharing the gospel. And he says, but listen, but listen, but listen, I fear something here. Satan, your opponent, like the serpent beguiled Eve, he will go after your minds and try to corrupt your mind against Christ. And so this kind of pivots us all the way back to Genesis chapter number three, where we see this. And so we need to flip back there. So if he's pointing out something in the Old Testament, we do our due diligence of hermeneutics, proper Bible study to go back and check out what he is pointing out. And he is talking about the fall of humanity once this serpent, Satan, in the form of a serpent, came to Eve and tempted him or tempted her rather. And we pick that up. In verse 1 of chapter 3, now the serpent was more subtle, more cunning, more sneaky than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, so the, ser- the, the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall, uh, ha- yea, hath God said, ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto her, uh, uh, unto the serpent, ye may eat, we may eat uh, the fruit of the, of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, for God doth know in the day that ye eat of it, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and it was in a, in a tree to be desired, to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them were both open, and they knew immediately. They knew. They knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves. They, they, they tried to cover their nakedness up. So that's the account of the first sin of humanity. And so 
his target, our enemy's main target. This was his main target when he went to Eve, her mind, whispering these, these lies to her mind. And so basically, if his, if his um, kind of his target is our minds, what's his tactic? And that's kind of how we're going to look at this. We're going to look at the target, then we'll look at his tactics. So his targets are minds. Then his tactic is through lies. In John chapter 8, verse 44, um, it says, There is no truth, talking about Satan, Jesus saying, There's no truth in him, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Jesus knew. Jesus was teaching, Listen, Satan is a liar, and he's the father of lies. How do you lie about something? You speak it. You speak a lie. And so you hear it and you listen to it. It's going into your mind. Proverbs chapter 23, 7 says, For as a man thinks, so is he. What you think, you will follow. You'll do. So it's so important, my friend, my fellow Christian brother and sister in Christ, that you protect your mind. Paul writes uh, in Romans chapter um, 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. Another study for another day, how to renew our minds. You get in the Word. You get in God's Word. Jesus prayed, and his, basically right before he went over the brook of Kedron or Cedron, John chapter 17, he's, he says, Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy Word is truth. God's Word, and you, friend, and I as well, we have the privilege of what no, basically, New Testament writer, Old Testament writer had, and that was the compiling of the entirety of God's Word, God's truth. And we can read it, and we can know, we can flood our minds because Satan went on his tactic of the mind, use, I mean, his, his target of the mind using the tactic of lies, and he directly went on God's word. Hath God said, is what he said to Eve, did this what God said, is this what he did? And so he goes after, so number one, his kind of lies, he kind of, he goes after and he questions God's word. Get this. He does it because he, one of the main reasons why he questions God's word is that he wants you in your mind to start questioning God's goodness to you. Wait a second here. And try to get Eve to think, wait a second here. Is God holding something back from me? Yeah, hath God said, wait, well, yeah, he said, but is he, is he trying to hold something back from me? Does he not want me to experience something? In fact, they had of every tree, one tree, they had every, we don't know what all the fruits were of those trees, they had everything, just one tree they couldn't eat of it, and I believe that was the free will in the garden. Every day, Adam and Eve had to wake up, say no to that one tree, to say yes to other trees, but really, in essence, keeping their true free will relationship with God, saying no every day to the tree, saying yes to God, not being formed as a robot with God. By God, to say, now I have to say yes and I cannot choose no. No, to have a true, loving, caring, true relationship, you have to also have the option to not be in that relationship. And Adam and Eve had that by choosing yes to everything that God said and saying no to the one thing. But then Satan came with his target of the mind and used his tactic of lies. He basically said, hey, I think God's holding out on you. And then he denies God's word. He denies God's word. 
He said, that's not what God said. The woman said this, but the fruit of the tree. And the serpent said, the woman, ye shall not surely die. He denies it. That's you. No, that's not what, no, that's not what God is. And oh, that's not true. You're not going to surely die. So he, he goes against ultimate eternal truth and says, no, that's not the case. God's lying to you. And he sits that inside the mind. No, no, that's not true. Friend, you need to be careful of that. You need to be, you need to pull a Joseph with the coat of many colors. But after the coat of many colors, when he was given that coat and he was in Potiphar's house and that temptation of Potiphar's wife who found young Joseph handsome and brilliant and loved him and wanted to sleep with him. And he jumped out of that coat, left it there in her hands and he split out. Took off running. You need to do that when you see or hear anything in that thoughtful mind of yours. When there's a questioning the truth of God's word, that is Satan or his principalities of powers whispering lies into your ear when he denies the word of God. You run. You get up and start running. Run 12-1. Get away and run in the opposite direction. And then lastly, he substitutes his own lie. He says, you will be like God. God doth know on the day they eat of it, that your eyes shall be open, ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Now, there was somewhat of a truth to that, but not to be like God. He was basically lying, and he substitutes and saying, hey, you're going to be just like God, which he wanted, by the way. Remember, we, we, I pointed that out in the Ezekiel, I will, I will, I will, I will. I mean, the Isaiah passage, sorry. Isaiah 14, or his I wills. That's what he wanted. And so he basically tempts humanity to do what he did, to be like God, to want what God wants. And he denies the word of God, and he substituted with his own lie. Hey, listen, you, you'll know, but, 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 listen, there was a semi-truth in that. Like what Adrian Rogers used to say, if you tell 99.9% of the truth, it's still a 100% lie. But that 99.9% truth, most of the time Christians get duped in because they don't know the word of God, and they get duped in it and fall for it as if it's truth. No, it needs to be 100% truth. But the little tiny truth in this was, yeah, they would know good and evil. The moment that, and did they not? The moment that they eat of it, the Bible says their eyes were open and they knew they were naked. And they begin to try to work for their salvation or work to make themselves right with God by sowing fig leaves. But God said, no, something has to die. And he made a sacrifice, killed the animal, and clothed them the way that he has to show that, no, it has to be on the blood or the hands of another for your life to be made right with me. But they immediately went to works-based being made right with God. My friend, his target is your mind. His tactic is lies. John 8 says he is, the, he, is, he is a liar. There's no truth in him, for he is the father of lies. Satan is going to come to you, probably even today, and speak lies, a true, lies to your ears on the truth of God's word. And you need to know it. That's why it's so important. Yes, listen to these podcasts. Listen to other God, God, uh, God, God-anointed podcasts and your preachers and, and be fed that. But use that as a supplement. Get in the word of God yourself and do your own reading, your own studying of the word of God so that you can know the truth. And when Satan comes a knocking with his mind target games with his tactic of lies, you can know and do what Jesus did when Satan came to him when he was after he was baptized. What's interesting about that passage is the spirit descended like a dove and we heard a voice or he heard a voice from heaven saying from from God, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And you know what Satan did? The same thing he did to Eve. If you are the son of God or if you are. So he immediately went against and questioned the word of God even to Jesus. 
the same way that he did it to Eve. So please, please, please be notified today about our enemy, the principalities, the powers, the rules of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Satan's team or Satan himself will come and one of his main targets. We'll look at the other two in, in the next coming uh, podcast um, episodes. But the first one is huge because it's the one he used on Eve to get us the whole humanity to fall. And it's the one he tried to get on the second Adam, a.k.a. Jesus Christ, to which did not fail because he answered back with truth, the word of God. My friend, be aware of this. Proverbs, as you think, so are you. What your mind is focused on is what you're going to do. Be focused on Christ. Renew your mind. Get up and pray. Get up right now when you're listening to this. Just after we pause here, just stop. And, and after we get done this podcast, just in a moment, stop and pray and, and, and ask God to show you where you have fallen to the lies of Satan. Repent of it. God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's his faithfulness. But we must come and say, God, I acknowledge this as a sin, and this is what I've done. Forgive me. This is a sin against you. God will faithfully be on his son's righteousness, on his son's blood, on his son's life, death, and resurrection, on his eternal faithfulness will forgive you. And then ask him to renew your mind, to, to refresh your mind, to, to uh, um, pray, pray Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not the Holy Spirit from me. God, cleanse my mind, cleanse my heart, cleanse it and start, Lord, I'm going to get in your word right now. I want to start reading it and speak through your word to me and guide me into truth. Renew your mind daily, 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 daily. Renew your mind, my friend. And multiple times using supplemental um, uh, renewing such as podcasts or maybe YouTube or whatever it may be, radio station for supplement, but get in the word of God yourself. This is Pastor Justin Gowens with Run 12-1 Podcast. God bless. Thanks for taking the time to listen to Run 12-1 Podcast. Run your marathon race that God has placed you in. God bless. Mm-hmm.